Welcome back. It's Mile High Magazine. I'm Murphy Houston and my friend Jayla Sanchez-Warren from Dr. Cog, the Denver Regional Council on Government, the Area Agency on Aging, is joining me now as we have our weekly discussion with Dr. John Douglas from Tri-County Health, formerly with the CDC. Hello, Jayla. Hi, everybody. Good to have you back up there in Never Never Land. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And Things uh, good. Pretty soon, going to start going back, maybe. I don't maybe. know. We'll have to hear what... Dr. John says to us. Well, I'm um, back at the studio back here uh, in uh, the, at the radio station. That's kind of nice. I got my own studio, and they keep it all sanitized down, and they hose me down when I come in every day, so I'm clean. It's all good. <laughs> I'm having a good time. So, well, of course, you, you have to do that. Oh, you, you got to do it. And I know our buddy, <laughs> Dr. John Douglas from Tri County Health, formerly with the CDC, who's joined us every week since since this whole thing began to update things. We'll agree. John, how you doing? I'm Murph. I'm doing fine. I'm doing just fine. Well, I think, Jayla, we should just start off, see what's going on here around Colorado with the COVID. It seems like things are doing all right in Colorado. You know, Murph, I think the last couple of weeks we've been saying things are doing all right in Colorado. We're gradually beginning to reopen. The weather's nicer. Um, We've got greater capacity to travel. More uh, businesses and areas of uh, community uh, activity are opening back up. That's all really fantastic. Um, We've been, however, cautiously looking at what's happening in other parts of the country. Um, uh, For anybody paying attention, you're probably aware that uh, there are a number of states, I think it's about 20 or 22 now, that are seeing increasing, if not record, number of cases. And we've got at least a handful of those other states where it's not just numbers of cases, which arguably could be having more testing. That's certainly a a point the president has made. But it's actually uh, resulting in increased hospitalizations, which means more people are getting sick. It's not just more testing. Um, Arizona is at sort of purple point. Texas is getting there in Houston. Um, So we're looking carefully because we're not there now. Um, We're seeing a couple of upticks. There was an outbreak in Boulder. I think we talked about it on the show last week. Some, some kids graduation parties uh, got exuberant and went to some protests, and I think they have something like 75, 80 cases in their outbreak. We we uh, need to be attentive to that because summertime is when you know we, we we like to get back to life and enjoy life, and uh, we're looking at our data very very carefully to be sure that we remain exceptional. And we don't end up following the path of Arizona, Utah, Texas at this point in time. Well, it seems kind of crazy. And, Jayla, I think you'll agree. And I've seen the maps on the news about all the states that are showing an increase in COVID-19. Colorado's not one of them, but all the states around us seem to be increasing. What's up with that? Yeah, you know, I think that remains um, a, a fantastic question. Is this just luck? Is our number about to come up and we need to stop patting ourselves on the back. Um, that's possible. Uh, are we doing something right that other places that opened up, frankly, too fast didn't do? I'd like to believe that's part of it. I think the state's been pretty deliberate about phases of reopening. Uh, it hasn't made everybody in our communities who want to get back to team sports and swimming pools and malls being open and whatnot uh, uh, completely happy. But it may be that being deliberate is going to bear us uh, in good stead longer term. Um, I think the other thing I'd, I'd say is that we continue to observe pretty high rates of people wearing face masks in public. We've got a monitoring program where we send 
folks to basically just hang out with clipboards and parking lots of big box stores around all three of our counties. And in general, we're seeing patrons walking into the stores wearing masks anywhere from 60 to 80% of cases, which is a lot higher than what we hear reported from other places. Um, and whether that's part of the secret sauce of what's kept us out of trouble so far, I don't know. Uh, but I'll take it if it is. Well, Jayla, what do yeah, you think? What do you, think what, go ahead. I, I I think that we're a lot better than other states at wearing our masks, and I hope people continue to do that because it's really important. Um, I know it's getting hot. I know it's uncomfortable, but it, it, I think it is pre- my personal opinion, but I think it does prevent uh, the spread of COVID. I, you know, there, the thing that I always worry about are those asymptomatic cases, and I know, well, it's really hard to figure it out, but that's why you need to wear a mask to protect other people. You may think you're just fine. I've been sneezing like crazy. I don't know what's out right now, but I'm allergic to it. Um, and I just wear my mask. Uh, my mom is coming up today. Um, you know, I, um, we've, we've been around each other a lot, but she's coming up to hang out with my daughter and I'm going to wear a mask around her because she's a cancer survivor. Um, and, uh, just, you know, just out of treatment. So, uh, we're, I'm wearing a mask in my own home just to make sure that I don't have anything I could give her. Always good to be safe. That's fantastic. Yeah, I think it's so important. You know, the other good news, we had good news, and that is uh, we didn't have, you know, there's been such a problem with COVID in nursing homes, and our long-term care ombudsman program uh, visits nursing homes and advocates for residents and family members of residents, and um, uh, we've been doing our job all the way through COVID, and, uh, the good news is we didn't have a facility in our region that had uh, an outbreak of COVID last week. It was the first week um, that we haven't had one, so that's good news. And out of the 110 facilities that we have, 47 are cleared. So that that's also really good news. Because, um, you know, some people, I, I talk to people and they're thinking, I still talk to people and think it's a hoax. I'm like, guys, it's not a hoax. It is not a hoax. Um, and it's it's really disconcerting. And I talked to older adults and I said, you know, a lot of people get it, but older adults have a higher morbidity rate with COVID. And that's why it's so important that you still be cautious um, and take precautions when you're out there. That's and crazy. restrict your movement. They think it's a hoax when they think the planet is flat too. Do they think that? I don't know. I know there's still a group of folks out there that, that just don't believe this is happening. And maybe it's not because it's not around them, right? They're not seeing it, but no, it's, no. it's real. All you have to do is just go hang out by a nursing home and you'll see. So, John, what's the difference now? Why are the improvement in the nursing homes? What's going on over there? Well, I think, uh, it's, first of all, that's a fantastic statistic, Jayla. I hadn't heard that one. and I've been, Yeah. That's probably the, the single <clears throat> brightest statistic I've heard in the last week, so, so thanks for making my day. Um <laughs> You know, Murph, I, I'd say that, first of all, there's been much greater attention to it. <clears throat> For those people that aren't in the kind of business Jayla's in where we try to think about our seniors, frankly, a lot of folks don't think about seniors that much. And I think the fact that we've had so many outbreaks has tightened the attention to it. I think the infection control procedures inside these facilities are better. Um, I think it was, frankly, uh allowed to slip a little bit, uh, and there were big challenges, I would say, in these facilities getting sufficient personal protective equipment. 
Let's point out that it's not only the residents of these facilities, but also their staff that were getting sick. Um, and I think that the greater attention, better infection control, better protective equipment has all uh, uh, taken together and made a difference. They also undertook uh, the somewhat uh, draconian effort of restricting visitors. And given that there's only really two ways for people that don't leave the facility to get infected, it's their visitors or the staff, um, I think that probably made a difference as well. Now, that's not sustainable. I mean, Jayla has, uh, is more aware of this than I am, but the, the, lo- the loneliness factor of being in a, a facility like that, not being able to see your loved ones, makes it an, an enormous health toll. So we're interested in the, the state finally loosening up on that. We think a number of facilities, uh, as Jayla pointed out, are, are cleared at this point. And if we can develop reasonable, safe precautions to let visitors come back in, we think that could be uh, a, an important part of the reopening, if you will. Yeah. yeah. And a shout out to all of those people that are still continuing to work in long-term care facilities. It's a hard job to begin with, even way harder now with COVID. And those people are incredibly dedicated folks um, and are doing the best they can. It's No Copay Radio. We're doing our weekly visit with Dr. John Douglas from Tri-County Health, formerly with the CDC. And, John, with all this increase of COVID around the country, it really seems like the target age has kind of got away from the seniors because we're taking care of ourselves, and it's the young people like 20 to maybe 40 years old that the increase is hitting. Is that true? Yeah, that's really what's being seen in lots of places. That was certainly the situation in Boulder, uh, Florida, Texas. Uh, Arizona, those places are also seeing this, all seeing those cases go up predominantly in that younger group. And, you know, I think part of the messaging has been, you're not going to get as sick, which is true. Uh, but lost in that, you're not going to get as sick is that you might get sick. Some of you are going to get sick and you can transmit it to other people. People that you actually might love, like your mom and your dad and your grandma and your uncles and this kind of thing. So I think that, um, there has been some probably less than optimally precise messaging around, look, enjoy life, but do it in a safe way. And and perhaps that's one of the things that we want to try to emphasize in Colorado to keep us on that uh, good side of the equation. And, and, and I got to mention something, John. We talked about this last week, Jayla, the fact that uh, sports, kids' sports are now – evolving out of the house and they're out there playing ball. And I went to two Little League games for my grandsons last weekend. Nobody was wearing a mask. Nobody was really social distancing. Granted, it was hot. The sun was out. They're saying that makes it a little safer. You're outside. But I got to say, as a kind of a target for all of this in my age and my immune system, I was, I was nervous about that. What do you think, John? I'm disappointed to hear that, Murph. Um, uh, we, we, as a public health department, we are involved in, enforcing various rules and regs, but we clearly don't have the capacity to go to every little league game and do a mask uh, lecture sort of thing. We do respond to complaints, and if we get a complaint from a community member that says, what my son's little league uh, 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 bracket or a, a set of teams is not adhering, we have the capacity to check with them and to try to uh, encourage uh, the use of masks, but I'm, I'm really disappointed to hear it. Uh, because, you know, those are settings where we want people like you to be able to go and not just the young 20-somethings that are invulnerable, most of whom, by the way, don't have kids anyway. I do I do agree, though, just to sort of be a little devil's advocate 
that the outdoor setting is more forgiving. Um, and while I still would like to see those people bumping up against you wearing a mask, um, I think if you had to have a such situation uh, uh, where masking was a little less important is that outdoor situation. Thus far, we have not seen, as far as we can tell, a big surge in cases from folks related to attending protests in our jurisdiction. And it doesn't look like in most places that's happening. We, we're aware of the protests that were happening around the country vis-a-vis -vis racial justice over the last several weeks. We're not out of the woods on that, but I do think it suggests that that outdoor setting is a place where you can be a little more comfortable uh, uh, without uh, running the risk of transmission. Jayla, if you can get your mom on your back patio, uh, wear your mask, but I think you'll be even yep. safer in that regard. Yep. Yeah. Well, and she's out. She's outside, um, deadheading my flower boxes right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, don't you have don't you have bears on your patio? Get her off the patio. Gee. <laughs> I did have no a bear, no no actually. COVID and bears. <laughs> yeah. Really. Is that yeah? Is the bear wearing a mask? Get him off the porch. <laughs> Jeez. Hey, hey, and if you get a mask on him, Jayla, take a picture for me. Oh yeah, yeah, I want to see will. that one as well. <laughs> That'll be crazy. Well, I guess as we wrap things up here with our buddy Dr. John Douglas from Tri County Health, uh, John, I guess it's what we always say: the big three: mask, social distancing, and wash your hands. Right? Yeah, Murph, I think you've really got it nailed. Um, that. Uh, being attentive to those three things, and, and you know, it's, it's become cliche-ish to saying this is we're all in this together, all hands on deck, but we are. And if I do those things, I don't just help myself. I may help you if I'm near you at a little league game. So the more we can think about this as being a community-wide effort, I think the better. Well, you know, I just heard quickly uh, the World Health Organization's, I think, said this morning or last night that the COVID is still out there. It's still a big problem. And we don't want to have to go back to where we were, where everything was shut down. We don't want to do that, right? We don't want to have to do that at all. And you've got governors and mayors in these, frankly, somewhat more conservative states that are having to entertain that idea right now. And if we can avoid that by being careful and thoughtful, uh, uh, that's far and away the better way for us to go. Well said, John. We'll leave it right there. Dr. John Douglas of Tri-County Health. We'll talk to you next week. John, take care of yourself. All right, Murph. Stay healthy. Yeah, we'll do it best well, we can. Hi, thank you. Yep, thanks, John. And that was Dr. John Douglas. Thank you, John, for joining us on Mile High Magazine. And uh, you guys, too, stay safe, stay healthy out there. We'll talk to you again next weekend.